Welcome to the Lonely Catch-Up. It's myself, Rampant FM, and I'm joined by Mozo. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. How's you? Yeah, pretty good. And Sean Spedden, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Glad to be back. Brilliant. Uh, we'll start with uh, Tuesday's fixture. It was a, a great result for University of Stirling. They beat Spartans 4-2. Uh, excellent build-up from uni. Uh, culminates in a deliciously weighted cross from <laughs> Callum Downey on the left, which Craig Brown heads into the bottom corner to give them the lead after 24 minutes. Uh, Spartans did get the equaliser, it's a low, unstoppable drive by Jamie Dishon tin that is out of the reach of Walker and into the bottom corner, all square, uh, before half-time. Uh, great work from Miguel to win the ball in midfield and feed Blair Lyons, who is brought down just outside the box. Excellent slattery free kick, beats the keeper and the uni are back in front 2-1. Uh, there was a few uh, penalty shouts that I noticed that uni had... Uh, sort of in the first half but there was a penalty shout for Spartans uh, around the 50th minute but the referee was having none of it apparently uh, 63 minutes it's Jamie Dishington uh, Jamie Dishington weaves it in and outside partly saved by Walker but he can't prevent it from trickling into the net so 2-2 66 minutes Sterling Uni take the lead again free kick from a central position is struck by Slattery and it wrong foots the keeper and 79th minute, fantastic strike from Matty Burrows from the left, gives the keeper no chance. Uh, what a win from uh, from Sterling Uni. Uh, Spartans did uh, have uh, Mikey Heard sent off uh, towards the end as well for a, a second uh, second yellow. We do have the thoughts on the fantastic win from Sterling Uni, Gaffer Geddes. Chris, what a night at Fourth Bank. Talk us through. First off, delighted to get the win uh, after such a big performance on Saturday and to come away with nothing. To get three points tonight against last year's champions is excellent and I'm really delighted. Fantastic opening goal. Yep, uh, we've obviously got the ball on the right and we've worked it really well from right to left. Um, out to Callum on the left and he's whipped a great ball in and Craig making that number 10 late run into the box and he puts it away with the head. Um, Great first goal, um, and then obviously we get the we, 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 our second one's just as good. Good work they've made. A, they've filled us on the edge, and Dom's whipped a free kick right over the wall in at the top corner. So to go like that is great, um, and obviously Spartans scored in between that, but they were they were very dangerous as well. There was a real ebb and flow to the game. It was end to end stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, both teams. Do you know what I mean? They they both teams can keep the ball. Um, Spartans can keep the ball very well, but they want to go forward as well. Do you know what I mean? They play. They they played three. Um, they played their striker they had Blair Atkinson on the left very quick very good player and they they, they like to go forward as well and um, so it made for a good game for the people who came and then Dom Slattery back in amongst the goals again for the third yeah I think Dom's on about I think he's on seven or eight goals now this season actually I think so yeah the third one he's, been, he's, he's whipped it round the wall again and 
Nah, well, we'll see. I'm sure there's footage of it. Maybe a bobble over the goalie. But listen, the way we've played and the, the amount of opportunities we create in games, we deserve something like that. Um, so to get that and then obviously the fourth goal um, from Matty Burrows, who we should have got him out here to talk, but he probably wouldn't want to. Um, deep corner to the back post. Matty's took a touch and he's whipped it in. But whether it takes a deflection or not, it's, it doesn't It doesn't bother him. Do you know what I mean? It's a goal, so 4-2. And a, a more healthy look to the league table tonight. Yeah, I think that moves us up a couple of spots and obviously we two teams around us to finish and then the cup. It gives us a chance to give some guys a game. It gives us a chance to give um, some boys who we're looking at for next season from the second team or the under-20s a game. Um, and, it, and we can do it with a, a relaxed mindset that we know we can't be caught from the teams below, um, which is excellent. But thoroughly deserved win and uh, really happy to, to beat the champs uh, last year's champs 4-2. Well, it was great entertainment. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, David. So that's the thoughts of Chris Geddes on the fantastic win uh, with David Chandler there. What can really be said, I think it was much well-deserved from University of Stirling. I think they needed that, uh, considering they've, they've kind of struggled a wee bit this season in, in terms of seeing out wins, but what a fantastic effort from the boys. I mean, we all saw it coming, didn't we? Totally predicted this result um, in the last <laughs> podcast. But um, no, fair play. Um, I don't think anyone, never mind us, I don't think anyone predicted Unity going win this. So, absolutely fantastic result. And uh, Chris will be delighted to see four goals because it's more often than not been a story of they've not been able to put the ball in the back of the net from their chances. Um, obviously, Dom Slattery stepping up with two free kicks is the other thing that jumps out um, from the game itself. Um, so obviously he's uh, had a cracking night um, from the, the dead ball situations but it's th- we've, we've said before this is the end of the season you're going to get a few eye-opening results um, now that there's less to play for but I can't really take any credit away for you now because from all reports they just played a blinder and they absolutely deserved all three points no absolutely and um, yeah all credit to Sterling Uni I think what you said there about the, the penalty shouts Chris um, I think Sterling Uni are probably probably grateful that they didn't get those penalties because they've not had great form with those this year um, <laughs> so their heads might have gone down a little bit so that might have actually helped them a little bit and uh, I agree with what you're saying um, was it about you know not a lot to play for at this point in the season but Spartans that you know they're pushing for this fourth spot. This is really a game. I think they'll have been really frustrated that they've not put it to bed a bit earlier because it's it's really close up there um, between fourth and, and fifth place even at this point in the season. And these are the kind of games that they need to be winning. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we'll move on to Wednesday's game: Villa leaving uh, versus BSC Glasgow. A uh, chance for BSC Glasgow to bounce back from uh, their defeat at the weekend. Uh, 12 minutes in, a great start from BSC. Skipper Ross McMillan puts the away side ahead thanks to a brilliant header after a brilliant cross by Ewan O'Reilly. Uh, 60 minutes in, Tamor put a low cross in for Thomas Collins uh, to find BSC's second. Six minutes later, BSC find their third. Ewan O'Reilly does a fantastic job keeping the ball and picks a great pass to Collins, who curls his second and the third for BSC. Declan Hughes uh, came off the bench and played a, a gorgeous ball <laughs> to, before the end there. But uh, yeah, BSC just coming back to, to basically get a, a fantastic uh, win. And, uh, you know, Ewan O'Reilly seems to have done a job for them since coming to BSC. And obviously Thomas Collins as well 
a great win on Wednesday, a great comeback win after the disappointment of the weekend, Moza. Yeah, Thomas Collins already looks like a cracking signing. Um, looking ahead to next season, he's settled in instantly and he's got himself on the score sheet multiple occasions now. But uh, yeah, I, I do need to give a shout out to you, O'Reilly, actually, because he's uh, it's, it's probably harder for guys that arrive in on loan later on in a, a campaign when you've already got an established squad and they're kind of getting to know each other and all that kind of thing. But he's absolutely pulling his weight. He's deserving his starts and he's he's doing his thing. And he's obviously picked up uh, straight off, um, off the ground with Collins. Um, the two of them have got a wee bit of understanding there. But it's kind of what we predicted this one, unlike the other game that BSC obviously a wee bit rusty, dropped a bit of a, a shock kind of defeat at the weekend, you expected them to bounce back, and I think it k- kind of played out the way we thought it would. No, yeah, absolutely, and uh, you got to remember Vale were playing at home and they were coming off uh, a really big win at the weekend, um, so for BSC to go and win 3-0 is it's an outstanding result, and I think we need to give a bit of credit to Swifty, because we've talked a lot this year about Stuart Malcolm and Gary Jardin and the work that they've done and we've not really spoke too much I, I don't think about Swifty um, he's done an incredible job we all thought BSE would do well this season but that's you know second place that's an outstanding result for them yeah especially after the start as well with all the injuries early on in the season um, he did fantastically well to keep the, the ships steady but um, the other thing it might have been a wee bit harsh on Vale um, there because it wasn't actually at inner leaving and they were playing at Penny Pit because it was a midweek yep. game, bear in mind. So it's they've kind of lost their home advantage there, um, and that might have made it a wee bit tougher, uh, in all honesty. Well, uh, as we're talking about it, we'll get into Saturday's game and we'll just skip to uh, East Kilbride, uh, BSC Glasgow. Uh, East Kilbride, obviously, it was trophy day for them, uh, the last home game. 29 minutes in, it was a goal for Kilby. Malcolm wins uh, East Kilbride a free kick on the edge of the box. Chris Humphrey steps up and smashes the ball home. Right at the end of the game, in the middle, and Jamie McCormack smashes home the header. A few minutes later, Tam Orr has the ball, gives it up to Jamie Mills, who we've we've talked about often on this podcast, Mazza, uh, smashes it home to make it 2-1. A fantastic effort from BSC there to... Um, to uh, beat East Kilbride and obviously their their home records out the window now too. So you know we talked about how good Swifty's been, uh, nineteen matches unbeaten. I think that equals. I'm not sure if that's the all time record. I think East Stirling should have uh, last season or the season before had nineteen games as well. What an effort from BSC this season, I would say, and well deserved uh, second place from them. Yeah, fantastic effort from Swifty. Has to be congratulated on and the boys as well. Uh, fantastic season overall. I suspect, in terms of the record, that Kilby probably hold it having had their kind of record unbeaten run that Ajax got involved in on the act as well. But yep. um, Kilby essentially didn't really have much to play for and they might have switched off towards the end. But having said that, talk about never say die. Yep. <laughs> Two goals in injury time to take it. And there's a bit of a theme with the games that have happened this week. There's a lot of set pieces getting converted. Uh, I've noticed because again here you had a free kick for Kilby you had a corner put in um, for BSC and <laughs> wonder of wonders you had Jamie Mills getting his name on the score sheet so fair play to him uh, I know he gets a bit of stick <laughs> and that side of things he's, <laughs> he's great at getting up and down the wing and putting crosses in but in terms of putting the ball in the net himself it's um, quite a rare feat so he's managed it in the end but I um, 
I think you're right, Sean, that Swifty deserves a huge amount of credit for what he's done over the last couple of years with that squad. Um, reshaping it, kind of working through injuries. It's the consistencies down at him, ultimately, um, and the, the way he puts the boys out in the park. And obviously there's some good players in there. It'd be amiss of me not to say that the squad BSE have got is one of the best in the league. I think that's beyond doubt, but you've still got to get everything working in song and working in tandem. And they've done it this season in Swifties. I think it's a matter of time, to be honest, before he gets an SPFL offer. Yep. Um, I noticed, obviously, that he's now been at BSC two years uh, and he's done you know, just a fantastic job overall there. And, yeah, I think they're, he signed up for next season as well, but yeah. we, we know things can change. But certainly... Given the chance, I think BSC will go out and challenge again next season. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a different league next season a wee bit as well. It's going to be, I think uh, everyone knows it's going to be more quality coming into squads. Uh, teams are going more more than you know two or three teams are going to be challenged. I would say. Yeah, def- next season's definitely going to be an interesting one, and um, I think BSC will still be up there, but they're going to have some with the likes of teams both coming up from. Uh, East of Scotland and also potentially coming down from League 2 um, it's going to be a tough league and then there's obviously Kelty there, East Darlingshire who have both said that they're going to be investing money in their teams next season, Spartans are always going to be there um, ah, it's going to be it's going to be a good season next year and BSC will do well to keep Swifty at the helm for it. I think the other thing uh, we've kind of concentrated on BSC in the aftermath of this, I don't think he'll be mind too much the fact that they dropped this one in the end, No, there'll be a wee bit of an ego there obviously they've kind of giving away right at the death, but their focus is very much now on Cove Rangers, who have just clinched the Highland uh, League. And um, we had the chat with, with Malcolm, didn't we, um, at the end of the, the game where they actually won the league against Spartans. And he expected a wee drop-off. Yeah. So I, I don't think that he'll mind too much as long as they're fully prepared and fully ready for those two playoff games and then moving on, fingers crossed, um, to the League 2 side of things. Absolutely. And we were obviously talking about Spartans midweek there in the fight for top four. We'll move on to Cumbernauld Colts, uh, Civil Service Strollers. Cumbernauld Colts won this 3-0. I think it was more of one of the shocks uh, uh, results. We couldn't, I think last week, Monza, we couldn't really predict a lot of these uh, <laughs> and so proved by a lot of the results this weekend. But... Uh, what a showing from Cumbernauld Colts in the last home game, and it was obviously Stroller's last uh, league game, uh, so probably a, a huge disappointment. Now they'll have to obviously wait and see what Spartans do in yep. the fight for top four. Uh, 17 minutes in, Craig Holmes converts from the spot following Sean Brown brought, uh, after Sean Brown is brought down in the box. 63 minutes, it was deja vu. Craig Holmes converts again from the spot, Sean Brown uh, again brought down in the box, and uh, 66 minutes, Sean Brown. Marks his return from injury with a goal. Uh, Craig Henderson with the assist. I think um, I said to Fraser team when, when I was speaking to him that I think Sean Brown, obviously, a, a huge player for Colts. They had been missing him. He's back in the team and, you know, basically, well, we could probably say he set up two goals there and scored one. What a, an effort from Colts. Uh, on the strollers' side, they're going to have to wait now to see what Spartans do in their final game uh, to see if they clinch top four, but taking that away from them, obviously, I think they'll be disappointed if they, they don't get top four, uh, but what a season, I think, uh, Gary, Gary's had with the guys there, uh, but again, probably a, a disappointing result, given the, the circumstances. 
Yeah, I think um, I think even if they do end up dropping down into fifth place, it's uh, still been an excellent season for Seville, um, and I think they've they've definitely achieved a lot higher than they they probably set out to at the beginning of the season. Um, Spartans are, are at home next week against Cumbernauld as well, which Spartans are a very difficult team at home, so it doesn't bode too well for for Seville there, but. Yeah, I think they'll be a bit frustrated that they've not taken any points for the last three games and they could have essentially wrapped up their fourth spot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we do need to, in all fairness, give all credit to Cumbernauld in this instance because we've not been shy in calling out the Colts on this pot, have we, in the last few weeks, I don't think. So nope. there you go, Sean Brown's back, they're back on song and help a couple of penalties. It's still a 3 0 win over one of the better teams in the league this year. So I think that bit of a declaration of intent from them saying, right, let's get ready to go again next season. And can I instead of dropping back down to mid table side of things, let's see if we can get in the mix and get a bit more consistency. So aye, fair play. Um, you just need to give full credit to them. And albeit, obviously, Strollers and, and Gary will no doubt be upset they could have sealed the deal there. It doesn't distract from what a fantastic campaign they've had. Absolutely. And not. regardless of if Spartans get fourth or not, you can be rest assured Seville will be delighted with the way that season's going. And uh, speak of the devil, obviously, uh, myself and Sean were at East Stirlingshire Spartans. Do you want to take us through the game, Sean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So um, myself and, and you went along to Falkirk Stadium. So it's quite a quiet game towards... Uh, up until towards the end of the, the game to be honest but there was some decent early chances for Spartans um, Steve McDonald was able to win the ball and he was able to square it to Scott Maxwell um, unfortunately didn't find the target uh, shortly after that a shot from Steve McDonald was saved again by Spartans but they continued to put the pressure on Shire there was a free kick um, for a foul on Liam Allison uh, Jamie Gallagher managed to get it up and over the wall but he went straight to the keeper Kept it 0-0, that was after about 20 minutes. Gary Senarazzo played, I think he played brilliant during the the game and he played a, he played quite a big part and um, he was able to whip a crossing quite early on to Jamie Dishington, he just wasn't able to leap high enough to head it home. Um, we've got, got by the Spartans, Twitter guy that was a bit of a crude challenge on Gary at the touchline. Um, I know the Shire fan <laughs> didn't quite agree with that I think uh, for a big guy he shouldn't have gone down so softly and he made his opinion hard I think uh, I think he called Gary Chen a, a cheat and a dive uh, a lot of the time he had the ball so yeah I think <laughs> I think that happened around the 30 minute mark and the, the remaining 60 minutes were yeah pretty much focused on how he was a cheat and a dive um, until he lost his voice towards the end it's not like the Shire fan to make his voice here, does it? No, no. Um, he did. Like he did. Uh, he had a few quiet spells where he had to let his voice come back. But um, yeah, he he wasn't happy about that that challenge or the fact that it was a, a foul. Um, it was half uh, half time. It was nil nil between the two sides. Um, there was a Scott Gray took a knock. Um, tried to play on for a while, but eventually David McGocky had to come on and. Um, replaced Scott Gray who went off injured um, there was then a chance again for the opener it was Gary that crossed his crossing was deflected um, and it came it eventually found the, the feet of Blair Atkinson but he went wide Rogers came on shortly after that and on the 72nd minute 
It was Shire that took the lead from the spot. Corbett was adjudged to have handled the ball and Rogers, Rogers sent the kick right down the middle to make it 1-0 to Shire. Five, six minutes later, um, there was a goal from Spartans to Blair Atkinson. The ball way up in the air, he managed to control it down and just slot it past the keeper to make it 1-1. In the remaining 10-15 minutes after that goal, Spartans did get a break or two, but the final... The final few minutes were definitely dominated by Shire. They looked the, the more dangerous and created some really good chances, but they were unable to capitalise on them, which meant the game ended up finishing 1-1. A really, really good game between both sides. Um, definitely livened up uh, in the last sort of 20-30 minutes um, as both teams tried to go for the win. Um, but ultimately, yeah, share of the spoils 1-1. Yeah, it, it was a competitive game. I think Shire had a few chances to win it, but I think fair result, obviously, for uh, for both teams, really. Um, I probably disagree with a Shire fan. I don't think Spartans are pish or the worst team I've seen <laughs> uh, this season, but certainly, yeah, just a competitive game. I think uh, Shire have done fantastically well, obviously. They've only been beaten twice uh, in 2019, one against Civil Service, a game that I was at, which really could have went either way, uh, you know, the 4-3 game and uh, obviously the Bonnie Rig game um, in the Cup. But yeah, it's it's one of those games where I think I probably jinxed it uh, last week, uh, Derek, when I said it was either going to be a 1-1 or a 2-2. If I said <laughs> it, this is true. <laughs> if I said it was going to be another 4-3, I'm sure it probably would have been. But, um, you know, in fairness to Spartans, they were missing, obviously, Mikey Heard, who got sent off against... Uh, Sterling Uni, they're missing the captain who's always a big influence and obviously Jack Smith um, injured but there's a few guys in the Spartans team that I really like, obviously Gary Chen being one of them, I think I've always kind of highly rated uh, Stephen McDonald who yep. is a bit in and out of the team sometimes, depending on the way uh, Doogie, Doogie sees it I think he was a wee bit disappointed to come off actually because he was doing a wee bit of damage but um, you know Blair Atkinson, the likes of Jamie Dishington and that, they're all fantastic players and obviously the, they've got really good defence as well they're kind of known for that um, but yeah they'll have to wait till next week to, to seal top four uh, it would have been a great win can, if to get it and Shire uh, going into next season we do um, have a few interviews obviously yourself Sean spoke to Blair Atkinson the, the, who scored the equaliser for Sparring so have a wee listen to that So I'm joined by Blair Atkinson, um, decent game today, 1-1, uh, share of the spoils, uh, it was yourself that caught the equaliser, took a bit of composure you could see with the ball underneath your feet there, what was going through your mind? Yeah, um, it took a while to come over basically, uh, and my touch wasn't great the whole game to be fair, but just thought I could get a good good touch on it and then just slide it past the goal, aye, but, um, but nah, it was it was good. Cumbernauld Colts beat Civil today 3-0 as well, which lines us up for a, an interesting weekend next weekend where you you guys are welcoming Cumbernauld Colts along Tainsley Park. How important is that game? Yeah, very important. Uh, it gives us another chance basically to, to finish as high as we can and, and hopefully we can do that and try and get into the Ironbrook Cup next, next season. So yeah, it's a massive game, but it's a must win, so... And overall, how have you found this season with the Spartans? Good, yeah. Boys are great. Um, everyone's together and a couple tough results at the start of the season kind of 
knocked off a wee bit, but we've we've been we've been playing well towards the end of the season and scoring goals and and harder conceding. So now nah, the boys are the boys are happy here, and I'm sure it'll be the same again next season. So, Brilliant, Well, thanks for speaking to me, and good luck next week. Perfect. Cheers. Obviously, I want to thank Blair there for speaking to Sean, and I did get a few words from uh, Dell the the Shire gaffer uh, on not only the game but obviously going into next season so we'll have a wee listen to that uh, Right I'm with Dell uh, the Shire gaffer obviously uh, 1-1 draw with Spartans today I looked uh, towards the end that you could have obviously got the win uh, a wee bit disappointed that you never pulled out the win ah, I think that obviously we went out with the intention of winning the game I just felt first half we were uh, I didn't think we offered enough going forward. I, gen- I thought Spartans got the better of the ball. Um, asked the boys at half-time, just believe, a wee bit, believe in their ability, the effort that we see at training, the, the ability that's on show. Saturday's when we go and showcase that. Um, I just didn't think that we, we'd done that first half. Second half there was a, a big improvement. Um, but that's probably testament to the boys that we weren't happy with the one each draw. It probably was a fair result on the on the whole. Um, but aye, we were we were looking to push at the end there, but you can get caught in the break as as we've seen a million times. So aye, you take the draw and you get on with the plan for next week. The result of the game, obviously, uh, Scott Gray had a, a bad challenge on him, and uh, I think Andy Grant looked a wee bit. And, Andy there. Grant's back tightened up a wee bit, um, and we Scotty must have got a knocking the fit. Um, we'll assess them during the week, see how they are. Um, both of them have done really well this year, so ideally we would like them back fit for next week. Yep. Um, but there's boys that will step up if required. All in all, at the start of the new year, I think um, Shire are second in the form table. I think East Kilbride obviously first as yep. champions, but uh, great improvement obviously co- compared to when the hard job of when you came in. How how are you finding it, obviously coming stepping up as the gaffer, coming as a player? Life moves on. You in terms of you just got to go on with it, and it's a situation that I didn't envisage being in. Um, it, for for most, it's a natural progression going from playing to management. Maybe not as quick as what we got. It was wasn't in the scenario that. Me and Andy had planned, um, or John and Martin for that matter. Yeah. Um, but it's an opportunity we couldn't have turned in um, after we had time to think about what had happened. Um, but look, we've we've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I've got a good bunch of boys that they, they work hard. The their commitment and effort of training is. Excellent. They're a pleasure to work with. Um, we found it hard at the start because we weren't getting results. We're finding it hard to play out in the stadium. We feel that we've got... The boys are starting to play the way that we would like it. Yeah. Um, and they're buying into what we're asking. It doesn't need us work, but... That's where we're at at the moment. We've, I think since the, end, uh, since the start of the year, I think we've been beat twice. For civil service in the league and, Bonnie, like, yeah. and 
the Civil Service one could have went anyway. I was at the game, I um, agree, yep. The, the same <laughs> yep. as what the first game against Civil could have went. Yep, um, agreed. But, Bonnerig game, I, in my opinion, Bonnerig deserved that victory because we just never turned up in the day. Um, Bonnerig were better on the day. No, no questions asked. So it's one in four, one game in four months that they've not really turned up and played in, so agreed mate and uh, going into next season obviously the news of uh, there's going to be an investment uh, in the squad how hard uh, how hard is it this sort of uh, league to keep a team together and obviously build a, a team to go out and obviously compete for um, well, this, this is my first year so I'll I'll like next year no look I, I think that with any football club or with any group of any squad at any level of sport, yeah. if we sit with 20 players and the 20 players finish their sixth, we're going to need to fine-tune that. Yeah. It would be the same as if you finish second, you would be then looking to fine-tune it yeah. to get to first. Yeah. So that, that's where we're at. It's no, we, yes, there'll be new boys come in, um, but that's the same at every club throughout the full Definitely. Yeah. Um, but there's boys there that are there's still places to be played for. We firmly believe that there's boys and there's quality players in that changing room that can Agreed, yeah. give us. We'll give them the platform to take us to where we want to be. Yeah. Um, but next year we will be competitive, hopefully, and we firmly believe that we'll be challenging where this club should be. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. This club. It's a massive club, but we should be we aim to be back in league football, and that's where I want to be back. That's we've got to be ambitious. There's no point in just plodding along. When there's other clubs that will be just as ambitious. I firmly believe that the Lowland League next year and the years to come will be one of the most competitive leagues. Um, since we came in at the league um, three years ago. Yeah, three, yeah. The progression of the teams and the standard has improved dramatically year on, uh, year in, year out. Yep. Um, so next year will be no different. Um, it'll be a very, very difficult lead, uh, league and there's no gimmies, absolutely no gimmies in the league. And uh, just the final thing, of uh, is the player... Awards tonight, yeah. Yes, play the year awards. Um, I just hope you win the goal of the year. I voted for you, mate. So oh, that's great. <laughs> My wife didn't even vote for me. I don't know. Who. <laughs> nah, look. I think the two ones that you scored uh, that I remembered anyway were absolute crackers. So. Yeah. I turn in. I'll be honest. The anybody that has seen the goals, one was a right fit, kind yep. of a air heat, whatever you want to call it. There's no danger I've ever planned in, or meant I he'd kick with my right foot in my life. So we can say that it was just putting it in a good area. <laughs> the corner though, that was, that night was very... Doing it Aaron's a, he was a windy place. Yeah. So it yeah. was very much wind assisted, but that's... That 100% it was... You're never going to aim to try and score for a corner, but you're just trying to put it in a good area. Yeah. And that was... we I knew that with that kind of wind, if you aim there and put it there, the goalie was struggling, yep. but it will, there's a chance it can go directly in. And it did, so. Good. <laughs> well, good luck anyway, and uh, have a good night tonight, pal. Nice meeting you. Thank you. Cheers, pal. 
and uh, obviously just want to thank Dell. I had a really decent chat with him. Uh, got a few minutes afterwards as well. Obviously, just talking about the league and stuff. So no, I really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to to be back at Falkirk Stadium next season. I don't think they've ever disappointed me when I've been there. Uh, it would have been a, a brilliant if it was a, a four-three, but you know you can't you can't get them all away. Uh, Derek, you got any thoughts <laughs> on the game or? I just can't, you've covered most stuff, but basically um, it kind of went how we wanted it to go, uh, not wanted it, how we predicted it to go. I should say um, a bit of a ding dong battle between two sides that are perhaps more similar than the league table suggests. Um, Shire obviously it took a while to find our feet um, with the managerial change and so on, but the way Dell and Andy have had those guys playing recently, if they'd been doing that all season, they'd be right up in the top four conversation. So, yeah, um, I don't really have much else to add other than I'm very, very interested to see the business Shire doing the summer in terms of changing our squad around, especially now that they've uh, they've made it clear that they've got a wee bit of money into the club and they're looking to basically kind of up the ante coming into the new the new campaign. Yep, agreed. We'll move on to Gala Ferradin Rovers, uh, a WE star, obviously, Netherdale, uh, Gala won 3-2. It was Pat Scullion who got Gala off to a flyer in seven minutes. Rory Payton uh, got a second just before half-time, but Lewis Todd uh, got Delbiti Star back into it just before half-time on the 45th minute. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was Corey Thompson that got Dalbiti uh, the equaliser on the 70th minute, but Rudy Payton, 76th minute, uh, gets Gala the win there. We always kind of knew that uh, the Netherdale was obviously a hard place to go for any team. Dalbiti star, obviously, the, the four-game unbeaten run comes to an end. But mm-hmm. uh, in all honesty, again, another competitive game. Both teams sort of looked up for it. Uh, again, I'm not 100% sure if it could have went either way, but it certainly sounds... Sounds like it could off, uh, you know, given the the scoreline there. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that um, Gala basically had to keep getting their nose in front tells you a lot. Um, Delbiti have been great recently. You you just can't say anything bad about the run they've been on. Um, they've clearly pulled together and given it a right go to try and get out of that 14 spot. They are now consigned to that spot. So... They'll officially be cheating on East Kilbride, I guess, in the playoffs to make sure Cove don't go up. Um, otherwise, they might find themselves heading back down to um, the tier below. But, yeah, um, I think you just need to give credit here to, to Galaferidine because it, it looked a kind of tough game. Obviously, the teams at Star have taken points off recently have all been very good sides. Uh, Kelty, BSC and uh, Spartans and the like. But Rovers have done the job. They've uh, once again had a very comfortable uh, mid-table finish in the league. They've got one game left to see if they can leapfrog anyone else at Edge Sports, the team that are sitting just above them. And yeah, um, they're kind of king of the borders again, I suppose, is the easiest way to put it. No, absolutely. And I think uh, the fact that they were up by two, it it went to 2-2. The fact that they've managed to knuckle down and, and get that, that third goal shortly after they'll be have equalised um, no, credit to them because I'm sure you know any team's head's going to go down a little bit after you kind of squander away a, a 2-0 lead so they've done well to do the business there and make sure they went away with the three points Absolutely and obviously uh, another shout out to Rudy Payton who's came out on lo- uh, loan from Hibs there and obviously Paddy Martin in goals as well you know we've seen a lot of sort of loan Lone players coming into the Lowland League this season that have done 
you know, fantastic. Obviously, the likes of Josh Donaldson at Civil. Uh, I don't want to name drop too many people because I'll end up forgetting. <laughs> forgetting, but you know, the likes of Cammy Russell, at East Kilbride. Uh, no, it's. I think they've had a a really good time in the Lowland League this season and. Depending on what happens next season, I'm sure Gala would love the, the two guys back uh, for next season. But, uh, you know, a massive shout out to Dean Shanks. I think he's doing a fantastic job there. I think it's a wee bit underrated considering, you know, their league position. But it's yep. a, a, he's done a really great job this season with Gala. I think um, they could have probably done a wee bit better in the league. But, you know, they had their, their cup run and stuff as well. So... Uh, it is what it is sometimes it's, it's kind of similar with the uni of, uh, University of Stirling who we'll get into next but um, yeah they've, they've, you know him and the likes of Chris Geddes I think uh, have done a, a fantastic job yeah and Gal have got previous for bringing guys on loan and helping them develop you just look at Jamie Gullen um, that yep. was there last time round and he's taken a step forward um, now basically seen as an established player in kind of higher levels so that that can only be a good thing for a club of that stature and gala. It's not always the easiest to recruit guys down to the, the border region. Um but the fact that they've shown that they can help develop young players is going to make bigger sides look down and think we'd quite like to send good talent down there and see what happens. So moving on to University of Stirling, uh, Gretna, both teams coming off pretty decent results last week, Maza um it was it wasn't until the like the last sort of last fifteen that the game sort of livened up. Uh, uh, a pigeon uh, joined the midfield battle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who for, if it was for uh, University of Stirling or Gretna, but yeah. Uh, 75th minute uh, at the back as the ball slips through Walker's hands. Gretna fire home to take the lead. It was uh, the man, Kevin Connolly, again, uh, get, uh, giving uh, Gretna the lead there. 85 minutes, Blair Lions does well in the box squares and uh, Baird fires home to equalise. But three minutes later, Sterling pressing for the winner, lose the ball and Gretna break and have the ball in the net through Dean Watson. Again, it was probably another frustrating one for uni. Uh, I heard lots of chances, just not taken well. Uh, Jim Atkinson, the Gretna goalkeeper, had a really decent game. Again, it was just a mistake at the back and a break, breakaway goal that cost Sterling uni. But massive cred- credit to, um, to Gretna. We didn't, I think last week we weren't really sure who would take this. I think we gave the nod a wee bit to, to University of Stirling, but um, again, Gretna, doing what Gretna do, they, they could come up with results sometimes uh, that you don't expect them to, but fantastic away win. and But that's taken nothing away from um, the University of Stirling, who have done, you know, again, as we mentioned, Chris Geddes. And um, Blair Lyons obviously winning their, their top scorer of the season and... Uh, and their player of the year he's obviously moving on to Montrose next season and as I've mentioned I'm a bit glad he's he's going to be <laughs> moving on because he's a fantastic player at this level and in the Lone League but yeah again it's one of those ones where you give credit to I think both teams but obviously Gretna a wee bit more so having, having uh, got the win there Yeah um, to be fair Gretna's been one of those teams that have finished the season absolutely brilliantly um, so you need to give credit to the outgoing sure room for that. Um, they're like quite openly ad- advertising for their new manager, so it's clearly not. Um, well, I say it's clearly not going to be him. Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah, um, the Kevin Connolly hitting form again obviously has given them a wee bit of a leg up. It's no coincidence that he's hit the goal trail again and they've got points on the board. But 
you can see for the Sterling Uni Twitter the frustration that came through the they put a tweet out just saying loads of chances not taken and then they've made a mistake at the back in a breakaway goal. So they're obviously feeling it and um, the way things have gone this time round. And they'll be looking to kind of get those like wee instances cleaned up um over the summertime with the new intake and, and such like. But yeah, um one of these it could have gone anyway. That game we were struggling to pick, so fair play to Greta travelling all the way uh, up the road, getting a result and going back and no doubt um being delighted with our day's work. No, absolutely. It's um and it is it's good to see Kevin Conley's name coming up a lot and I definitely agree that that I don't think it's any coincidence that Gretna are finishing the season strong. Um I agree as well that Blair is gonna be a, a huge miss next next year for the league alone, let alone the the gap that it's going to leave in Sterling Uni, um, they're going to have to fill that void next year, so it's a big job for them there. I suppose one of the, the good things, it was a nice close game between these two teams, and they meet again in two weeks' time in the, the Lowland League Cup, so um, University of Sterling will have a wee, wee bit of a chance at revenge in a couple of weeks, which will be good. Yeah, agreed, and probably the result of the weekend, uh, given the circumstances, but Vela leaving. Uh, got beat 6-0 off at Edinburgh Uni. Edinburgh Uni have had uh, an issue, a few issues with form lately. They've not really had the the, the best form, but uh, in the hour, you know, into the hour mark, obviously Greg Swan, who I don't think we've ever mentioned in this podcast, uh, Derek, but you know he opened the uh, got the opener for them in the 66th minute. Two minutes later, he gets his second. Aidan Kemp in the 75th minute. Max Conde on the 77th minute. <laughs> Santi Kovalainen on the 83rd and Greg Swan for his hat-trick on the 92nd to make it 6-0 Edinburgh Uni. Uh, I don't think anyone saw this, this result coming, to be honest. Uh, Vale have kind of been in and out of form. They've picked up a, a, you know, a fair decent results uh, in the last last few uh, months, if you will, but uh, Edinburgh Uni just came out of nowhere, really, and massive credit to uh, Dorian and the lads there because that's just, <laughs> again, the results a wee bit... Bit of a shocker, right? But it just shows that uh, I think we've mentioned it before. But any team on their day can beat uh, any of the, any of the teams, eh? And um, that's what makes a league exciting. A lot of people say, you know, I don't think it's it's not really a, a lack of quality. It's the fact that there is a lot of quality in a lot of the squads in, in this league. Yeah, I think the easiest way to sum this game up is that's a stunner of a result, isn't it? Just nobody could have predicted that at all. Uh, even with Vale coming off the, the defeat midweek, Edinburgh United winning six that was just something else. I think you're I think you're probably right. I don't think Greg's names came up. Um, generally when we talk about Edinburgh United, it's been Abdul Yusuf that we've mentioned or um Santi Quivelinens came up before, um a couple other guys, but great day for Greg. Um great day for Uni full stop. That's what six goals in twenty five minutes at the end of the game. So it sounds like they've got the first couple through Greg and then uh, Vale seemed to have just folded after that but fair play for keeping the the foot down going for the jugular and getting a brilliant brilliant result ultimately so yeah I think you just need to give full credit to Edinburgh you know No absolutely um, I'm sure that's you know that of it's a huge impact for this time of the season for Edinburgh Unity to be able to go out and do that Vale must be absolutely kicking herself after being coming on Colts 5-0 last week to those two two games midweek and at the weekend um, yeah certainly there's, there's something they're going to have to look at um, 
when the season ends is to prepare for next year because they need to be able to to score goals against teams and it's something they failed to do too too many occasions this year. Yep, and to our final game of the weekend, it was Whitehill Welfare versus Edisport Academy. Edisport won 1-0 with uh, a Matty Flynn goal in the 53rd minute. It seemed quite a quite a competitive affair um, from what I've read. Uh, obviously, um, uh, there was a sending off. Ryan Finney got sent off. Uh, um, you'll probably notice on Twitter that Kev Keane had... He might have said something to Kev Keane, uh, which was less than... Uh, sportsman-like, obviously, but it, it's you know it's a football game. Sometimes things are said, and uh, you know it's what it is basically. You guys can obviously search that for yourself. But in fairness to Whitehill, I think it was a competitive game. Uh, from what I heard, uh, I don't think they had loads of chances. It was just obviously kind of maybe just end the season fair. Um, and obviously the, the good point for Edisport is obviously not only have they got the win but there was a lot of the uh, academy lads in the squad um, but I think it would have been disappointing because I think that's the last their home game, I think they would have wanted to go out uh, with a wee bit of sort of pride uh, given the season they've had but it's, it's looking more likely that um, we're going to have to just see, wait and see what happens whether they're in East of Scotland which is going to be another tough league uh, next season uh, we'll just have to wait and see if they can sort of do anything in East of Scotland and bounce back uh, to hopefully get in the lone league uh, you know the following season yeah I think um, they've only they've only had the one win this season Whitehill so when you look at it from that perspective to only lose 1-0 especially with their fate already sealed it shows that they've, they've had a bit of fight it would have been quite quite easy for them to have gone out with their heads down and gotten beat by three or four goals in this game so you know credit to Eddie Sport for going out and, and winning this one but well done to Whitehill as well for not just lying down if you like but for putting up a bit of a fight Yeah and um, it's no coincidence that Matty Flynn's a guy getting on the score sheet again for Eddie Sport he's had a cracking yep. campaign for them uh, really decent player at this level well, this is when we're going through these teams that people might not initially pick out as uh, say the bigger sides in the league but they're still excellent yep. talent every single squad um, but yeah uh, Edge of Sport again are another team that have set their sights higher for next time round um, it's good to see the academy boys getting a chance and hopefully trying to push into the squad for next time uh, the, the next campaign but Whitehill at this point it's going to be difficult for them given as Sean said they've had the one win all season in league business they're going down to our league in the East of Scotland Premier where all those sides are flying because it means that they've all been top five or sixth um, there's the kind of best place sixth place and the conferences gets up um, but they'll all have came off a fantastic seasons and it's just they need to hit the ground running otherwise it could be the same story all over again and they'll no doubt be fully aware of that and will do everything in their power to get moving as quick as possible Absolutely and on that note, obviously, we'll get into Ken's fixtures. It was uh, we'll start with BSC Glasgow versus East Stirlingshire uh, at the end of draw. Obviously, I don't think I'll make too many predictions on these games given how uh, this weekend's <laughs> gone. But it's going to be a tough contest, I think, uh, with, with BSC Glasgow and East Stirlingshire. But BSC, obviously, back to winning ways. They'll probably expect another three points to go out. Uh, to cap off a, a fantastic season. Yeah, I mean, we need to put the caveat on any predictions this weekend that <laughs> uh, there's likely a lot of academy boys and young boys going to get runouts 
and for yep. their respective clubs, given it's last week uh, of the the campaign, it's a tough one for this. Um, Shire have obviously been going great guns. BSC having kind of seen the end to the unbeaten run, bouncing straight back with a great result at the weekend there. I, I maybe just very very kind of gently side for BSC purely because of home advantage. Yeah, I I'd agree. I think I think BSC will though. Even though you're right, there isn't as much to play for at this point in the season. I think BSC will still want to finish the season the right way and and go out go out as they they've they've gone on throughout the season. Um, so I'd I'd give them the edge, especially with the the home advantage. There'll be a star versus Vela leaving all up in the air again. I think, but. <laughs> Anyone's anyone's guess. I, I'd probably give the edge to Dalby just the fact that it's Islecroft, but again, it's anyone's guess who's gonna gonna win that one. I think. I'd agree with that. Um, just with the results, Dalby have just came off, and even though they lost at the weekend, it was hardly a done deal, was it? It was three two, so they were right in it to the very end, and it's just Rudy Payton's kind of brilliance on the days, kind of um, taking the points away. Vale coming off a couple of sore results I fancy they'll beat you to do the business though. Yeah I think this will be a bit of a pride game for the end of the season, it's the two teams sitting relatively close, maybe not in points but in position in the league um, they will be frustrated after those two wins so do you know what, I think they'll they'll want to go out and do something but yeah Dalbiti's form's been pretty solid over the last sort of month and a half so I think it could go anyway as well. Edinburgh University versus Whitehill Welfare uh, obviously, Whitehill Welfare's last uh, league game in the in the league until hopefully they bounce back from the east of Scotland. But uh, I think uh, Greg Swan hat trick there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Greg. <laughs> no, I don't want to stay. <laughs> I don't want to stay again. I think the 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 six nil against Fail leaving at the weekend there came as a bit of a shock. So. But a, a huge momentum for Edinburgh Uni coming off a really, really tough spell. Uh, I think they'll go out in there, uh, East Peffermill, with confidence and hopefully they can get a, a, a home win to, to finish off the season. Yeah, I think uh, I'd love to see Whitehill go out and win this one in their last game, but I think it's going to be a tough one for them. And with Edinburgh Uni playing at home and the momentum they've got, I think it'll be. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a challenging one, but I would really like to see Whitehill go in and steal a win in the last game. Yep, don't really have much to add other than that. the fact that Dorian again has done a great job with them this year. Yep. Um, if they get a win, they basically win the mini battle with Sterling Uni, don't they? So I think a point would be enough for them just to keep their noses ahead of Uni or Sterling. But either way... I'd expect Edinburgh United to take something from that game. And uh, speaking of University of Stirling, Edisport Academy versus University of Stirling at Galabank. I think they've kind of done not too bad recently, Edisport. They've kind of been under the radar a wee bit, given the fact that it's, it's you know towards the end of the season. But they've been in a lot of the you know the the cup competitions, a wee bit of momentum there for the likes of Edisport to do well. Uh, obviously frustrating uh, sometimes with University of Stirling. But given that it's a gala bank, I'll probably go with Edisport to to uh, end the season off there on a the high with a with a win. I think. Again, this is a game that I could see quite a lot of young boys playing on. Um, Edisport already the last game played a lot of academy boys. Um, University of Stirling, given they've had so many games, given it's not just the Lowland they play, and it's also the um, University League as well. A lot of their first team playing. 
I'd expect a fair bit of irritation from both sides, and God knows what that will not end up. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree, especially with um, with this game and and the next one between Gretna and Gala. I think both of those could go anyway, and I reckon. Yeah, there'll be a lot of young boys that'll go in both of them. It'll be interesting to see how they do finish. And as you mentioned, it's on Gretna 2008 versus Gallifreydean Rovers at Raydale Park. Kev Connolly versus Rory Payton, I would say. Um, <laughs> again, yeah, I think we both like Gretna and we both like Gala as well, Derek. Uh, so I'll just say I would put myself down for a draw with this one. Score draw, yeah. You know what? Score draw. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Kelly Hearts versus East Kilbride. Uh, last uh, last league game at New Central Park, obviously, for Kelly, who have capped off a, a brilliant season just coming into the league, obviously. Third uh, secured uh, against the champions, who obviously coming off that, that, that uh, sort of last-minute loss to, <laughs> to BSC. I think you're right, Maz. I think there might be a wee bit of rotation before the playoffs. Obviously, that's what East Kilbride will be uh, focused on. But, you know, they did beat Kelty 4 0, obviously, at um, the uh, uh, K Park. So I think it's going to be another sort of tight competitive game. I'm sure Kelty would obviously want to go out and, and try and get the win, a wee bit of revenge to, to finish the season off in the league. Do you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Sure Malcolm sat down after the game at the weekend and went, do you know what, I'm putting my best team out for this one to get the momentum back um, ahead of the Cove Rangers doubleheader because you wouldn't want to go into the, the playoffs and the lo- back of two losses. And uh, obviously you want to have your guys kind of sharp and ready, so I'd strongly expect East Kilbride to put a, a very, very strong 11, if not their best 11 uh, for that one. Whether Kelty do that or give a, a few of the young lads a chance uh, to come through, I know they've done it generally during the season anyway, and um, we'll wait and see, but I'd expect a very strong Kelby showing in that one. Yeah, I'd agree. I think, um, and I think Kelty will, after that 4 0 win, they'll want to, to prove a point in this game as well. So, as far as league position goes, there's obviously not nothing to play for at this point, but. I think um, I think it's still going to be a very heated and competitive game. Kelly aren't used to losing games four 0 as well, so they'll not they'll not want to go out and um, they'll not want to see a repeat of that this weekend. And yeah, I think East Kilbride will want a bit of momentum ahead of Cove. Yeah, agreed. And to our final game, probably one of the few games that there's actually something to play for. Obviously, Spartans versus Cumbernauld Colts at Ainsley Park. Spartans, uh, if they win it, they obviously leapfrog civil service uh, to that fourth spot and I'm pretty sure that's what they'll be aiming for I think they'll be uh, be frustrated the last sort of two games uh, but Colts you know they, they spoiled the party a wee bit for the strollers in their last game so I think they'll be going out to, to do something similar to to um, to Spartans but again as I always say I always go with Spartans at Ainsley Park uh, so I'm going to go with Spartans Colts have got a bit of momentum as well and they've managed to pull themselves level on points with Stalinshire who are sixth and I know you know the there isn't any cup competitions to get into with a sixth place finish but East Stalinshire are, are travelling to, to BSC. Cumbernauld Colts could on the final day they could move up into sixth which will be a, a strong finish for them. I'm not 100% sure but I think uh, Colts have finished sixth or higher in every one of their seasons in the Lowland League so they'll not want to essentially have that drop in momentum I think they'll be looking to finish 6 so I think both teams have got a little bit of something to, to fight for in that, that game and like you say I think it's the only one that that there's really 
something to play for so I think that's going to be a really really good game I'd agree with you um, I think that they'll be very very keen to finish that um, Spartans obviously want the top four spot if the Iron Brew Cup stays the same way it means that they get a chance to get into it um, any extra money in the coffers is a good thing but Colts will probably fancy their chances after that game uh, the weekend there uh, doing a bit of an Edinburgh double but uh, it's going to be a tough ask going to Ainsley Park and, and beating them it's too hard to call for me in that one I'd maybe very very gently side on Spartans but I, I could be anything yet again that was uh, the penultimate weekend of the Lowland League uh, we're obviously into the last uh, last weekend of the Lowland League uh, in terms of the league and then we move on to like, the League Cup um, the playoffs we used to call Bride and obviously there is a few sort of cup finals as well so uh, what a season we've had lads I think it's it's been great covering the league obviously I've seen a lot of well I've seen actually every team uh, this season uh, so it's just been a pleasure covering the league obviously we're, we're going to be going uh, to our final one uh, next week yeah absolutely it's been a cracking season uh, it's nothing short of what we predicted though we thought that it was going to be more competitive at the top end and kind of basically throughout the league I think it's proven over time that they've taken a, a step forward and it's gone up a level and I expect the same thing to happen again next season um, Like just before we finish up we should probably look at below as well uh, the, the tier below given that we had a wee focus on it a few weeks back about who could be joining us um, for the, the next campaign. South of Scotland's now finished um, because reserves have won it. So we can chalk that one off. They're not got a licence and they're not going to have a licence. So it's all eyes on East of Scotland from this point on. Um, of which Bonnie Rigg have already sealed their playoff spot. Broxburn are very, very close to getting theirs. They just need to win their last game of the season, otherwise Linlithgow Rose could pip them to it and in conference it's looking like Pennycook all they need is well, basically one win seals the deal for them as well so um, Hill will be still nipping at their heels but I think the likelihood would be would be Pennycook, Bonnie Rig and well, I guess see, conference is the only doubtful one but Broxburn are looking like they're going to grab it Yeah I think uh, Pennycook are actually well they're playing at the moment at the time of recording they're 3-0 up against Tweedmouth in the 75th minute as we're recording this so yeah I think uh, the cookie have obviously just probably sealed conference either Yeah I think all all five of those teams that that you mentioned there with Paws and Linlithgow in there as well any of those would be um, cracking additions to the the Lowland League next year Um, we've talked about how good this season has been but I think uh, next season is only going to be better and it just the quality just seems to be improving and improving. I think they're giving even some of the leagues above them a bit of a run for their money. Definitely, definitely. We've seen that with the South of Scotland Cup this season as well. Um, a lot of the sides, including Camelon, doing really well um, from East of Scotland. So it's it's getting better and better and more competitive with every year that goes by. And uh, fingers crossed it will keep going for Saints this round. And absolutely, and I think we have to, in fairness to Bonesh United, they did obviously beat Bonnie Rig, uh, ending their unbeaten run yesterday as well. So it just shows yep. uh, pretty similar to to um, the Lone League. I think on on a, uh, in any day, um, depending on who's up for it, I think there can be a few results here and there that people probably didn't predict. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, we'll move on to plugs. I'll let you go first, Derek. 
yeah, as usual, uh, at Moza Plays on Twitter and wherever else you'll find me. Um, you'll generally find under Moza. Uh, on you go, Sean. Uh, yeah, um, well, I'm on Twitter as well. It's at Sped and Sean. And I do the Facebook page for the, the Lone League Facebook page as well. So you can find us on there. Cool. And I'm at Rampant FM on Twitter. And you can find uh, t- uh, the official catch up at official catch up on Twitter also. So, yeah, I think uh, the sport's been incredible this season. Obviously, I mentioned the fact that we well, I spoke to Dell and, uh, again, positive feedback, uh, great support of the podcast from the, a lot of the lads and uh, the players and the, the, the fans and just everyone. And we obviously want to thank the league for their support as well as uh, George Fraser. And we'll be back uh, next week for the last few league games of the season. Uh, it's been incredible covering uh, the league this season and uh, we'll move on obviously to the likes of uh, the, the cup competitions, the playoffs as well as uh, the league cup also. So yeah, until next week, uh, we will see you later. Catch you later.